What's up everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office. Beautiful, sunny June day, finally. Um, been enjoying the nice weather here in sunny central Oregon. Hopefully it is nice where you are and not tornado stricken or flooding or snowing. Um, if you have been following along on Instagram, at all, um, I made a com. I made a post the other day from I was at In and Out, and I was apologizing to Josie because I was kind of going outside of our diet, and I talked about the diet a while back on another podcast. But uh, anyway, it stirred up a bunch of comments and interest from people, and. I, it's I'm really surprised how many uh, international people are interested in diet and weight loss and I guess that explains why there is a massive market of uh, you know snake oil and vibrating bead suits to trick you into thinking you can lose weight and it, it so then that sent me down another path about the old days an old-timey living so uh, this is probably gonna be a weird wandering <laughs> meandering podcast if, if you're here for technical info and torque specs this probably isn't gonna be the podcast for you uh, if you are here to hear my nasally drone and enjoy some hillbilly perspective then uh, then you're in the right place so thank you for the support. Thank you for all the Patreon donators. Thank you for everything. The likes, the shares, the subscribes, the telling people online, all the social media stuff. Like It all helps. Uh, our online part sales have steadily been climbing. And I appreciate that very much. And I couldn't do it uh, if it wasn't wasn't for all of y'all so anyway back to my original train of thought this particular diet I was on or am on and probably will be on forever um, it's not really a diet at all it is a lifestyle and it is what you imagine someone from 1930 would be doing meat vegetables a little bit of fruit no sweets no sodas no cakes candies no breads really that that's the one departure I would think from the old-timey diet would be that I I'm not eating any grains or breads whatsoever um, no rice no wheat no oatmeal none of that um, I personally can't have dairy, so uh, you know, no cheese or milk for me. But um, you know, it can be had on this particular diet. But anyways, what that means, what I was getting at was that it's like 1930. It's it's old time. This is what you would have ate back in the day. No preservatives, 
you know, everything was cooked in tallow, beef fat, and, you know, no hydrogenated oils, not super refined sugars and super processed stuff. But what that gets me to is someone asked me a while ago about how to live vintage or how to be, you know, old timey in a modern world. And so that's just a meandering way of how I got to all of this stuff was that, you know, this is just one leg of one branch of the whole vintage tree, if you will, uh, is, is a diet. And uh, so what I'm going to talk about today is other aspects of the vintage lifestyle. Um, and, you know, some of you are already, some of you live this life as well. And so, you know, it's going to be uh, redundant for you, but there's some people that want to know how to change their life, you know, that's international centric, uh, or not centric, but international uh, involved and, you know, just be better all around. And, and I think that uh, there's ways to do it. And uh, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that I do as far as maintaining you know, staying modern, but also not giving in to, uh, or, you know, staying vintage, but not giving in to all the modern pitfalls. One thing I will note about this is that modern times have made us comfortable. Um, and, you know, whether it's the interior of your new car or pickup or the, the way food is delivered to your face or how you live your life like everything has air conditioning now everything has sugar in it to be sweet and enjoyable mm -hmm. everything is soft and comfortable and that comfort comes at a cost i believe and that the the ease that we have been afforded just makes us more susceptible to um i don't know what's the word injury later on uh you know they say that about your immune system you know when you, you grow up on a farm and you eat dirt and you play with dogs and cats and you buck hay every summer and you do all this stuff that it helps your immune system harden up to other outside germs and uh, you know diseases and things like that. And yeah, you still get sick and that kind of thing. But you know, it does make you tougher. Supposedly, that's the anecdotal evidence. Than than uh, someone who was grew up in a bubble and then was exposed to nature later on. And I feel the same way about. Uh, just lifestyle in general, um, you know, I drive, <laughs> I drive the travel ed across the country a couple times now. I've driven old trucks across the country several times and everyone's always like, oh, doesn't your back hurt from that seat? Doesn't your legs hurt from the position at the pedals? Doesn't, and no. Uh, I, I don't like it's sometimes my butt will hurt after like 16 hours in the truck like and I don't care what 
you're driving. Like I drove Super Duties across the country, you know, leather heated seat Super Duties. And after 16 hours, my butt hurts in that too. So, you know, it's not necessarily um, what you're doing. Sometimes it's just the, just the time. Like you're, I don't think you're meant to sit down for 16 hours ever. Uh, so, you know, to be sore after something like that is, is just kind of a given, but, um, you know, I found people don't want to give up the comforts of, of modern interiors. They want, they're trying to put, you know, super duty stuff inside of an old truck and it looks, it doesn't look very good in my opinion. And they you know, it doesn't fit right. And it's trying to be comfortable. And I don't know, I, I it just doesn't fit for me. Like, I feel like you can survive adverse conditions by being conditioned to adverse conditions, uh, if that makes sense. So, you know, driving the old rigs, like just, you just get used to sitting on the seat. Like, it's not, it's not, uh, I don't know, for me anyways. I'm not, I'm not overweight like some people are, and I'm not you know, oversized like a lot of these guys in the international community for whatever reason are like seven feet tall, and so I get that. I get you know having a hard time in these old trucks because I think people weren't as big back in the day. But anyway, um, just that whole like you just gotta kind of harden yourself up a little bit if you're gonna make vintage trucks your your life um and yeah you can you can make them more comfortable for sure like uh you know like when josie does all of our upholstery work they get better foam and the springs get redone and and that kind of stuff and they are very comfortable so you can strike that happy medium of a comfortable bench seat or a you know comfortable bucket seat from 1975 like th those things do exist um, you can have that. So you can stay vintage with the conveniences of new foam and new uh, upholstery. You can update your interiors with, you know, sound deadening and things like that to knock the noise down and make them more comfortable, but still stay in that vintage pocket, you know, where you're not going over the top to try and make it like your, you know, 2022 Subaru. Um, and if you try and compare your, you know, your truck or travel all to something that modern, you're, you're not going to get there. It's the engineering is different. The layout, it just, you can't, you can't do it. So you automatically have to resign your fact yourself to the fact that you're dealing with 1960s or 1970s design and technology. So, and then that brings me to, uh, other other aspects, you know, like um, things are just more enjoyable as far as I'm concerned when it is natural, natural fibers, you know, um, wool, cotton, silk, that sort of stuff just provides a better experience than um, polyester and pleather and that kind of thing so you know when you're trying to um outfit your life you know think about what your stuff's made out of um wood 
and steel versus plastic uh, and you know polymer whatever uh, I found that I haven't bought any new clothes in years uh, I did buy a pair of overalls from key the recently you know they're cotton you know I think they're made in Mexico not not my favorite but uh, for the most part I buy all my clothes secondhand uh, antique stores whatever uh, Pendleton Filson Levi's um, you know cotton t-shirts I know there's a lot of people in the outdoor community they're like oh cotton is rotten yeah it might be but somehow our ancestors you know our, our folks in the old days survived with it you know, long before you had polyester and and Daycron and whatever all this stuff is that they're discovering now is is bad for you microplastics and things like that that are really turning out to be harmful for people's reproductive systems and stuff so you know it might be something to consider that you know yeah you want to live live a, a different lifestyle but still you know not be a weirdo and wear homemade leather clothes uh, you know there's nothing wrong with a good set of the Levi's and you know vintage Levi's not not new ones and they're not that expensive like I was at the store the other day and a brand new pair of blue jeans is like ninety dollars and you can buy you know used vintage Levi's off of eBay for like 40 bucks 50 bucks so yeah you gotta deal with the fit sometimes and whatnot but it's just one more thing to maybe it's a little more comfortable I think it's easier for your body and it's it's vintage you know like and it, it I don't know you see all these hipsters wearing pants rolled up cuffs and that sort of thing and like so it's you know you can walk that line between being a, a hipster and and just wearing period correct clothing you know that goes with the whatever you're driving like I don't know I'm just I'm just of this in the last 10 years probably I've really turned the corner on maybe it wasn't maybe the 60s wasn't so bad like people try to you know talk about modern stuff and how we're trying to improve and and all that and I don't know I mean you put on a a good cotton shirt and a Pendleton button-up pair of Levi's some leather boots and to me it's comfortable you get a lot done you know it's not it's not a weird I don't know I just don't like the fit and feel of modern outdoor gear and stuff like I don't know I'm just weird like that uh, I like I like the stuff that my grandpa wore you know maybe not the cowboy hat but you know I like just I, it just makes sense to me the way that stuff was in the 50s and 60s as far as materials and design and and cut and that kind of thing and you know some of it is a, as us as a population have gotten so much bigger you know everyone's overweight now all the clothing sizes have changed you know you go and you buy you look at clothing from the 60s and you know a, a men's pant and a 
3032 was normal. 3030 was normal. And now you go to the store and you look at men's clothing and it's 4032. You know, try, I have a hell of a time finding anything that's in a 3032 or 3232. Uh, Cause I'm right now I'm 5'11 and 150 pounds. So I'm slim uh, and it's tough. It, it's really tough, but I can find stuff all day long in a 5032. Like, just, I don't know. The way that things have changed, it's indicative of, of um, just bad times. <laughs> so, uh, as far as living vintage lifestyle and staying old timey, like, I don't know. I like to use old tools. Try to find what you can, you know, garage sales, estate sales, good craftsman stuff. Craftsman from the 60s and 70s was, was great, um, you know, and sometimes you get lucky and you, you'll wander into a Snap-on set or a Mac set um, from the old days. And those are just fine. Those are good tools. You don't need to go down to Lowe's and buy a full set of cobalt whatever's to outfit your garage you know when the old tools work just as fine and and you know got a lot done in the old days you know and you try and be smart like in the old days and even up until recently like you know nobody wore gloves to protect themselves from oil or chemicals you know earplugs was only you only wore earplugs if you were in the sawmill uh, safety glasses were just glasses like you know so you can you can be smart in what you do like wearing nitrile gloves and things like that but you know you don't have to go overboard and wrap yourself in a bubble uh, you know because it's just it's counterproductive after a while so you know, like welding when I'm working, I don't wear a respirator when I weld. Um, you know, not normally on these projects, you're not welding that much. You know, if I was doing production welding again, like I did 15, 20 years ago, I might consider a respirator, but, uh, you know, short jobs around the house, around the scout, you know, you're welding in some rockers or something. I wouldn't worry about it too much if your material is clean um you know leather though like i'm not a fan of the synthetic fabric um welding gear like just a good pair of leathers good leather gloves leather boots um you know or cotton or cotton pants cotton shirt whatever just know that you're gonna ruin it so uh you know you can get a lot done and not support the uh the machine of china with all the synthetics and man-made stuff that's coming out of of these certain places you know and then that's the other side of of what i was getting at was because i don't buy stuff new i buy usa made secondhand stuff i'm not supporting the overseas market i'm not helping out some giant corporation um you know and i know it sounds dumb because I'm just one person. But for me, it makes me feel better about my purchases 
um, when I'm buying stuff secondhand, especially from the local antique stores and things like that, like that, I don't know, I just feel, I just feel better about it. Um, same with the tools, you know, I try not to buy new tools, like I just get everything used, um, garage sales, things like that, swap meets. Um, and it's amazing what you can find out there. I got, just a couple weeks ago, I got some really nice craftsman body hammers um, for like $5 a piece. Uh, and these things are selling on eBay for 40 bucks a piece. So, and even 40 bucks a piece is a screaming deal for a high quality body hammer. Um, which, if you're gonna be in, do any of this stuff, you know, at least two hammers is what you need. Um, you know, if you're going to be doing any kind of body work or metal work on, on international. So, you know, even 40 bucks a hammer is still money well spent on a quality, quality hammer used. I mean, a brand new one from Snap-on is 140. So, you know, you can get good quality American made and, you know, not support the giant machine and, and just continue that lifestyle of, you know, vintage-ish um but yeah like i said you know it just comes down to everything like diet like i was talking about before like instead of eating so much fast food or gas station food or mini mart or whatever like you know make a sandwich at home pack a lunch and i know you guys with kids and stuff and you kids only eat freaking chicken nuggets or they'll only eat grapes or whatever like i know it's hard i know it's you know every kid wants to go to friggin mcdonald's i was the same way when i was a kid you know uh so it's hard but i'm just saying your your quality of life in my opinion improves so much being smart with packing your lunch and having food that is whole and good for you and being prepared like that it just improves every aspect um you know not eating fast food it's crazy the change that i've gone through in feeling about myself and just in general you know and th there's that stigma about eating healthy is expensive but I've found that I was spending just as much money, if not more money, at the fast food places and the mini marts on, like on road trips especially. Every time I stopped for diesel, I would go in and get a soda and a, you know, peanut M&Ms or a, a bag of chips or something. So, you know, every every three hours i'm spending ten dollars minimum every every three hours well you know uh a couple of apples a bag of almonds uh sandwich i made at home you know out of um i shouldn't say sandwich you know you guys can have sandwiches i can't have sandwiches but uh you know some some lunch meat um that kind of thing like it actually ends up penciling out to be 
about the same or cheaper depending on how you shop and it keeps you fuller longer you feel better about yourself less processed food less chemicals less everything uh, yeah it is more work you gotta have a little lunch pail or a little cooler that you can keep the stuff in whatnot but you know not drinking any soda for the last four months has made an incredible impact on me and you know the soda of today is different than the soda of 1930 uh, you know back then the coke had actual cocaine in it so you know take that for what you will but uh, it's just it's just different so you know like I say trying to be vintage and it just takes more work in today's modern modern world but the rewards are so much greater I feel like I, I just there's so much going on that I think is bad for us and you know it's just if we're gonna keep these trucks on the road we got to keep ourselves going and you know try and set the best example for our kids and for other people and you know like I said you buying good vintage tools buying the best parts you can buy you know usually the NOS stuff or, or vintage auto parts off of eBay or, or one of the websites um, you know also helps to not support the giant China machine because 95% of the parts are coming out of Mexico or Taiwan or China or Indonesia so you know if you can find the part you need in a in a vintage application a lot of times they're just as good if not better the one things I would avoid are like carburetor rebuild kits uh, old carb kits they they dry out and the gaskets shrink and that kind of thing so um, kind of beware but like old bearings like if you can find a Timken bearing still in the box but it's an old one like you're guaranteed that's gonna be better than anything you can buy nowadays um, you know so just things like that to to consider um, but yeah as far as like my lifestyle goes and living vintage like I have to remind myself um, kind of regularly like we watch a lot of old movies uh, I listen to old radio stations uh, you know but I do it mo in a modern way like we've got uh, Pandora and satellite radio in the shop so yeah that's a modern convenience but we just run it you know we listen to the 40s channel or the 50s channel and it kinda puts you in that perspective uh, you know like when we watch TV we don't watch TV actually but we watch a TV that's usually playing something from you know Amazon or YouTube but you know we watch old shows and that is just a reminder of you know how things looked how people acted what thing you know like little clues because I'm only 44 so all of my experience with a lot of old-time stuff is just stories relayed through old folks being around old guys when they were doing things and uh, and you know that's taught me a lot and so that's another another thing to mention is you know be friends with old folks 
because uh, they're not making them like these old folk when they die off like there's a generation that's going to die and has been dying and they're taking with them a lot of information that we don't have and that's part of what i'm trying to do like with my youtube channel and things like that is keep some of this information alive get it out there to the world so that it's not gone forever uh so you know hang out with some old folks uh introduce your kids to old folks like get spend some time with them you know even if you can work with them like that's what i have learned a lot of is going out and cutting firewood with these old guys or you know you learn about how they work but just you pick up their stories and the way they talk and things that just you're not going to get any other way um so you know i encourage everyone to 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 spend to, to spend time with old folks go to old things go to your local tractor get together you know here in oregon there's a big thing over in brooks called the steam up where they fire up the old steam tractors and old equipment and you know open up all the truck museums and all that stuff and it's like you gotta go see that go experience that before it's gone before because they're not making that stuff anymore and the people that know how to run it aren't they're just getting older and yeah they're passing on to some of their kids and their grandkids but man the numbers are dwindling and it's all stuff that you need to see and appreciate before it's before it's gone for good uh i look back at so many things of my childhood that i regret not paying more attention to and you know my my biggest regret if i can call it that of being a youngster is not listening enough not paying attention you know thinking that whatever we were doing was dumb and i you know like i just wanted to go ride dirt bikes or whatever and and now looking back like i had all these amazing opportunities to talk to these guys that are now they're dead long gone dead and i can't talk to them you know or even my grandma my grandma from england like she moved over here in 1955 1956 and you know she had all kinds of great stories about england and whatnot and like i you know she was alive during the war like and i can't the I, i'll never hear those stories so you know i wish i had listened or talked you know asked more questions back then but you know the, the these guys are just dying and so you know to learn that vintage life and to live a vintage life you need some examples and and these guys you know they're they're the people you know and yeah there were a lot of things about the old days that were pretty terrible you know as far as you talk about racism and things like that but i still believe like with everything that you can pick the good good parts out of out of things and then change the bad stuff like you know like you can be nice to everybody you don't you know just because of what was going on back then doesn't mean you've got to be that way now so you know you and i know that sounds so elementary but it's amazing it's amazing what how people are but yeah you know just spend some time with the old folks 
spend some time with your old gear don't turn your nose up at old clothes you can still be stylish in your old clothes you can still get a lot done with old tools um, you know watch some old movies listen to some old radio drive your old trucks don't be afraid to put some miles in on the old trucks you know toughen yourself up to that kind of thing you know and sometimes getting tougher means dropping some weight getting in shape trying to be a better person you know these old guys you know they smoked and drank and ate bacon for breakfast every day and still lived to be you know 80s I don't know how many of these old guys were 80s and early 90s still out working doing you know being very active and living that lifestyle and now you see people that are needing to be on eight different prescriptions at 60 so you know there's something to be said for that old working lifestyle diet chain you know I don't want to say exercise but like work do stuff be active um, you know that that just seems to go so far with the, when you look at these old guys and what they were able to do I mean I knew guys falling timber they were in their 70s that were still packing a saw out there every day falling timber uh, my my dad he's 70 works at the sawmill every goddamn day and then he raises hogs in the spare time like it's staying busy staying active and living that old life that I think is is what's gonna keep you going the longest relying on pharmaceuticals and modern technology to keep you going I, I don't think is where it's at um, but that's just that's just my opinion but anyway so uh, this one ran really long sorry uh, yeah so whatever it's just my rambling thoughts for the day I could be full of crap or you could you know tell me to go to hell whatever but just my observation just what I thought just things I see things how I live how I live my life and I'm trying harder every day to be that better person you know I do a lot less shit talking on the internet than I used to uh, I try not to complain as much on the Instagrams um, you know I'm trying to just be better so that's all we can do just be better well anyway well, thank you everybody for listening appreciate it um, and until next time I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard.